Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Luca Pete Shaw, episode 51, baby! Mm. I do like the very um, terse clicks on our theme, Luke. The, the clicks are so crisp. Yeah. They make me go, mm, I want an apple. <laughs> so crisp. That is Pete Donaldson. I'm Luke Moore. This is episode 51, as Pete rightly says. Uh, come in, turn off the world for half an hour. Yeah. Settle in, enjoy yourself. Get into your favourite armchair. If you can't do that, um, turn up your headphones on your commute, close your eyes, and let us take you away from that horrible man sitting next to you with the sweaty armpits who is playing out uh, things on his phone without headphones. Mm. There, was a guy, there was a guy on the bus who did that to me earlier. Earlier on? Yeah. Not the worst thing that uh, you've ever experienced on the bus, presumably? No. I once uh, inadvertently smoked crack. Early start. What do you I mean? mean? I'm going to deal with this. What do you mean? Literally a minute in. I've probably told this story in the podcast before. 5am, probably a little bit earlier than that, on the way home from work. So I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> Wait, hang on a minute. Just because you're the way over work doesn't mean you weren't drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of tipping point where it's like, actually probably around about five o'clock in the morning where um, all of the people, have, all the bulk of the people who have been out on a night out, they've gone home. Yeah. Or they've, they're certainly on their way home. But well the wrong ones are still out. But the wrong ones are still out. And yeah. I, was, I was on a deserted bus. Uh, I think it was the number 29 up to Camden. And um, uh, there, was this, there was this man who was smoking at the back of the bus and I was behind yeah. him. Um, in in what I, I thought immediately, you thought he was smoking like a cigarette. I was like, oh, that's a bit much, isn't it? I mean, smoking ban's been in for about five years now. Right. But I was like, it's very metallic, mm. and it was. Uh, I felt very sort of you know walk after it's, it. Felt very uh, bit busily. He wasn't smoking out of a cigarette. No, he was smoking out of a little pipe, and I was like, that's a crack pipe, isn't it? On and the, I've just on the bus passive. Crack smoking. Well, it, I didn't sleep for a couple of hours. I don't know whether that's anything to do with it. Is you that had, possible? You, had, you had trouble. You have trouble sleeping anyway. To be yeah. fair, but, um, when I first moved to London, it was London was quite a scary place. The prospect of moving here and then living here was quite scary. Yeah, and even like things which seem ridiculous now, but even like leaving the house in the first week of living in London, trying to find the tube station, was like, "Whoa, this is big and scary and loud." <laughs> and I remember I was with a friend of mine, 
And we walked, I lived in Stockwell at the time, which is obviously in South London. And it was about a 15 to 20 minute walk from Brixton. Mm. And we knew what we'd heard all about, all about Brixton, quite edgy and cool. And it, and, it, and obviously it's fine. And I ended up, I ended up doing some work there for a while. But um, at the time it was like, oh, let's go to, to Brixton. And we walked to Brixton. And obviously it was, it was terrifying to us because we were new. Mm. Went for a quick pint and then um, thought, oh, we'll just grab a burger from McDonald's on the way home. Um, so ordered a burger at McDonald's, waiting for it to be made. Is this, is this on the main high street? Yeah, the, the that, main that, one on the big corner, yeah. Because I've like been, because I used to go up with a girl who lived over the road, and there was a shooting or a stabbing every single Well, night. yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. So at the time, I obviously didn't know this was probably the UK's most dangerous McDonald's. <laughs> I think and it possibly it, was. Yeah. It was. It was pretty notorious. No, it is. It's got that on the sign. <laughs> and, and I went upstairs to go to the toilet. I said to my mate, if a bird comes, just, just grab it for me. Went into the toilet and um, I tried to push my way in. It wasn't locked, but there was someone stopping the, trying to stop in the door. So I was just being naive, just pushed it and pushed it. And the mm. guy was like, mate, you fuck off. And I looked in and they were, genuinely people were doing all sorts of hard drugs in there. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. Could have been smoking crack, could have been shooting up, could have been anything. Excuse me, gentlemen, I need a waz. But because I was so naive when I was like early 20s, I think I went, probably went down to my mate and was like, <laughs> we, 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 we've got to go, we've got to go. <laughs> so yeah, Drug paraf- go. paraphernalia on the floor. Yeah. The first time I went to London uh, from Leicester to go to a punk rock concert, um, uh, similar things, guy smoking crack put inside a subway, inside a subway in the window. I don't think the smoking ban had come in yet. But so. you mean a sandwich shop subway, not an actual subway? Yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah, the, yeah. That was the uh, that was the most shocking thing. I was like, "That's uh, it's bald, isn't it?" Eh? Really is out of the, out of the foil packet. It's like, wow. Anyway, that is a. And that's how I got into crack. <laughs> Imagine me on crack. And that's Whoa. how you keep. Uh, that's how you keep your figure. <laughs> um, that is an uh, an early sort of detour into hard drugs that I wasn't expecting, Pete. It's not on the list, well, it's not on the run order, but we're not, we haven't got any sponsors to upset. So that's how it goes. It. That's how it goes. Um, well, it's, it's, listen, we, I think we can say that crack exists. Yeah, exactly. it's not. It's not even if we had sponsors and yeah. we value them all and, then- and welcome. <laughs> You're more welcome than the listeners I was talking about earlier, to be honest. <laughs> and, but- and 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 there's nobody selling crack or crack pipes, so it's not like they can upset any particular brand of crack or crack pipes. Stop saying it. What crack pipes? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I got my hash pipe. Oh, but he's allowed to sing about hash pipes. Good tune. But, we, but because, you know, crack's a little bit more underclass, we're allowed to talk about it. Grow up, Moa. Something for everyone, Weezer. Yeah. I, I genuinely enjoy listening to them, especially their early stuff. Well, I mean, only their early stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beverly Hills, shut up. Yeah. I remember listening to a WF podcast, WTF rather, podcast, with Mark Maron uh, interviewing Rivers Cuomo. He's a weird fruit, isn't he? <laughs> Didn't, wasn't He's there, a strange man. Didn't didn't Rivers Como say because uh, people were complaining about their later output, and <laughs> Rivers Como Como said, uh, "Is it Como? Do you pronounce it Como? Cuomo, whatever. Cuomo, yeah. maybe." He came out and said, "If you raise ten million dollars as a crowdfunder, we'll split up." And people started <laughs> trying to do it. Well, that, obviously, it didn't happen. But they, they did. Uh, they, they do a lot of those um, Weezer, um, uh, not ferries, what they're called, cruisers. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's popular with a lot of bands now. Imagine being stuck on a bloody... I know. I'm I'm fairly Imagine being Weezer and being stuck on a boat with everyone who wants to bum you. And you've got to... um, And presumably you've just got to listen to Weezer the whole time. Yeah, and there's Legionnaire's disease everywhere. That's that's what happens. That's not true. Um, (laughs) I'm fairly certain uh, NFL superstar and league's best tight end Rob Rob Gronkowski for the New England Patriots. I'm fairly certain he does like a... uh, He's like the ultimate He's a legendary Hellraiser. Yeah, you know know, like in in the UK we'd call them hashtag lads. Mm. But in America they call them bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like the ultimate bro. I'm pretty sure he might do like a Gronk cruise because his name's the Gronk. 
Yeah, I think he got in a lot of trouble for it at one point, but I won't go into that. Anyway, last week, um, I'll give you a quick pricey, a little bit, quick roundup for those who haven't listened to last week's show or indeed can't remember. Equally unacceptable, but mm. we'll, we'll, we'll accommodate you anyway. Uh, we didn't celebrate our 50 this show because uh, we, we do it for I mean, the honour, sh- not the glory, Pete. We mentioned it. What does 50 even mean? But, if, would, but if someone says to you, did you celebrate your birthday? And you go, well, I mentioned it. That's not a celebration, is no, it? No, but uh, we did go two a week, so we hastened the 50th. Uh, uh, that is ten, true. About 10 episodes ago. So, you, so. so you're saying it's not as valuable. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because we're, we're, we're doing like, more of them. We're basically saying we're the Queen, we're allowed two birthdays, when everybody else, all the normal humans only have one. You're definitely you're definitely a normal human, though, aren't you? I'm definitely a normal human, yeah. I've got all five limbs, uh, all seven brains. Yeah, they're all there. They're all there. They're all there. You can dig them out. Um, we talked about a lot about planes again, didn't we, Pete? Uh, including MH370. And we got a tweet uh, actually this morning from a uh, man like Berm who says, thought I'd listen to Luke and Pete show where I'll wait for my flight to take off. Three minutes in and MH370 gets a mention. <laughs> Cheers, gents. Well, you were obsessed about it. Uh, did I, did I, our pilot didn't um, get back in touch, get me on the friends and family? Not yet. No, he hasn't Outrageous. Yet. No, he's Outrageous. probably got stuff on. He might have <laughs> probably, been in the air for a probably, whole week. <laughs> he's probably flying around the world um, like that man who... Uh, oh, and that um, piece we wrote, uh, we mentioned about... The Long uh, Way Round. The Long Way Round. Yeah. Uh, the actual... Uh, the artist, the, the writer of that uh, particular piece, he um, he got in touch because he listens. John Bull. Yeah, he's, he's, he, we've talked about John Bull before, haven't we? He's uh, he's uh, he said, friend, blimey, that, he said, um, I wrote the long way around. Blimey, that moment you're listening to uh, Luke and Pete's show and discover you're this week's Mencarta. I've actually got about five things I keep meaning to send in for Mencarta. Guess I'd better get off my ass and do it. Yes, you should, John. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about planes. We talked about um, a very precious cargo in the cockpit of a certain plane, which was interesting. Uh, obviously, Noel Edmonds and Mr. Blobby got another uh, mensch. Always. Uh, it's a bit annoying to me how often he gets mentioned because I genuinely dislike him. Uh, no Ebbers, not Mr. Blobby. And um, uh, Nobody can dislike Mr. Blobby. We talked about IVF as well. Bit uh, about IVF, yeah, oh, yeah, Teletubbies. The, yeah, yeah, a very specific kind of IVF. And it also, it also came to me, Pete, that, um, and this is my fault, and this is a sort of a mere culprit on the show, I suppose, for everyone listening and for you particularly. Um, we talked a bit about whether to call this show the Luke and Pete show or the Pete and Luke show. Right. And we set it on Luke and Pete because it was alphabetical. Yeah, I mean, we could have called it pals. Couldn't we? Exactly. So, yeah. It came to me this week. If we could have Pete and Luke, it would have been pals. How long have we been doing this a year now? Almost. I know. I know. Pals. Yeah. It would have been better, wouldn't it? Just, only just came to you. Unbelievable yeah. scenes. Or if we called it um, uh, show of Pete and Luke, it would have been spal. Or show Luke and Pete slap. You're reading these off your laptop. Yeah, you're got just, it in front of me. Yeah. Disgusting. You are disgusting. Oh, and before we move on to the emails, um, give me an it's been. It's been. That was a very good one. I, I, I don't know what happened, but I gave it. I, I did my microphone echo a little bit. I don't know. Did I, yeah. It sounded great. Well, they're back, aren't they? They are back. They, they won an back. award. Hmm. It's some kind of I mean, thing this is, presented by Michael Bublé. This type of music is much more in your wheelhouse than mine. So what 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 is the award and what's the latest with, with the bare naked ladies? Well, I'll ignore that diss about the my kind Why of music. Why is that a diss? The bare naked ladies and Michael Bublé. Bublé. I don't mind a bit of Bublé. Bublé. He seems like quite a nice chap. Have you got any news on the bare naked ladies or not? Uh, they are back together and they are playing songs. I thought they've always been together. They're, yeah. they're very. Um, they've been. They're hard workers. American bands are generally grafters. Yeah. They, they, they're not bitter. They just go, hey, it's showbiz, baby. Let's just get, get on, on with it. Get on with it, yeah. Look uh, at but... what the Ramones went through. <laughs> exactly. They went through all sorts. Is there, there's none left now, isn't there? Uh, I, oh. think, I think the drummer is left, I think. Are you sure? I'm sure the last did, did one Did he pass went. away? Uh, well, certainly the iconic cover, that album cover, that every time one died, someone would remove uh, another one, and I think they all went. 
Oh, right. I mean, or maybe the ones that were on the cover. Anyway. I think I think Tommy Ramone has died. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, that 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 documentary film, and it, it, at the risk of a bit of a digression, that documentary film about the Ramones end of the cent- end of a century is absolutely brilliant. I would recommend it, whether you're a fan of the band or not. I would recommend you watch it. Um, but my it's been was going to be just a little prompt for you, Pete, because I know for a fact that you interviewed Breaking Bad's Brian Cranston last week. Did we not talk about this last week? Oh, we didn't. No, you were going to do it, but we hadn't talked about it. Uh, So tell us about him. Nice chap. Uh, um, He, uh, I had an email, well, I had a text from my dad. um, Oh, good. Don't spoil a Breaking Bad, though, for people, though. No. When you talk about it. Uh, I mean, mean, you should have, if you like Breaking Bad, you should have watched it by now. Yeah. But I'm not going to spoil a Breaking Bad. Well, how do you know you like it if you haven't watched it? He's secretly a manufacturer of drugs. <laughs> um, uh, this is a, this is a text from my dad that I actually read Brian Cranston. He was very good uh, and replied and you know responded um, with some information. I've heard he's a great egg. Uh, he is very nice, lovely, lovely chap. Um, uh, Peter, your mum says you're interviewing Brian Cranston on Friday. Can you ask him why the National uh, didn't live stream the Player Network? I tried to get an answer out of the National, but they couldn't be asked to answer my email, and I just read that out. What did he say? <laughs> he said, "Well, basically, uh, are you?" Uh, there's a situation where I think they want to make another film. They want to make a remake of uh, ne- of, of Network, so they didn't want to. We didn't have the rights to it, so yeah. we would have been able to stream it, but uh, we we didn't. It's supposed to be amazing. I am the one who knocks. Yeah, is, it, is that what he says? I can't yeah, remember. Does, is that yeah. his thing? Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the the network was played at the National Theatre, wasn't it? Mm. Which is apparently about a, a news reader or broadcaster who mm. does a meltdown. Or it's one of those films that I really should have uh, watched, but it's I a pl- is it a film as well? It's a play, it, right? No, it started as a. It, oh, I think okay. it started as a film. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was a kind of. When we're not gonna take it, yeah. Because ah. um, a friend of mine who who spoke to him about the, the, when he was actually touring, the, well, well, sort of doing the press for that play. Because yeah. you interviewed him about a film he's doing, didn't you? Yeah. Um, Isle of Dogs, five out of five. That's right. It's good. Five right? out of five dogs. Yeah, you said that. I think. Um, I think you might have already said that. But he said about Brian Cranston. He said that that play is absolutely brilliant. It's so mm. well done. Yeah. Well, they've updated it into modern technology, but it doesn't lose any of its. Um, impact and certainly at a time where Fox News is just loopy as fuck. It's um, yeah, they've lost the absolute. It's, it's, they've lost the plot. It's nice. It's nice to. I was uh, saying to my American friends that um, that Fox doesn't. I mean, Fox has been has fallen foul of Ofcom here. It's so poor. I mean, mm. the standards of it's not able to be considered to be a new show channel here because of because because it, it doesn't meet the minimum standards of Ofcom, <laughs> and no other American network has um, has fallen foul of that. Mm. Um, so when people say, "Oh," um, you know, they're all as bad as each other, just different ways. No, mm. Fox is the worst, oh, well, and it's the worst by a long way. But look at the way that uh, local news is being flipped into um, Republican uh, outlets all, all the time. They're, they're, um, the, the Fox affiliates and even the non-Fox affiliates. And bearing in mind that like people uh, and communities for such a big country could rely on local news, and all of the local news have been flipped. All the local news are being flipped into uh, Republican organizations and um, quite overtly, uh, Republican organisations as well, and the um, governing body has just been taken over by um, Trump appointed a you know hardcore mad Republican bloke, and so now all of the local affiliates are even getting getting even more Fox Newsy, even getting more uh, Republican, mm. even more right wing, mm. and uh, people's news will suffer. Local news, yeah, will suffer. and that is really important locally. Absolutely, as you rightly say, in a country so big where we can't obviously rely on net neutrality anymore either. Yeah, they're they're, <clears> they're, 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 they're getting diktats from from above, sort of basically saying, right, the anchors have to read this out effectively, um, and, and use and use words like fake news and use the language of Donald Trump and use the it's it's a. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and, the, and and as we've as been proved, the older generation 
can't be trusted to pick out a fucking new story that's true or not true. But, but also, Pete, and, and without getting too heavy into this, because we'll do emails in a minute, and I think we've got some about vomit. Uh, Yay! But, but just but very, very briefly, um, Sky News isn't too bad. It, and on the grand no, scale, it's not, not too, bad. too bad. But um, one thing that sort of is worrying, I suppose, is th- this idea that we, we, in this country, with things as well like Facebook and Google's massive storing of data and using that data to essentially manipulate people, we are really through the back door, we're sleepwalking into like authoritarianism. And it just blows my mind to pieces. And I'm as guilty of this as the next person, but it blows my mind to bits that I will think twice and most people will think twice about ticking a box saying, I agree to share my information. Or I don't. when I go into a shop and they ask me for my email address, I'm a bit like, well, why do you want that? And it's because they want to market to me. Yeah, I let Facebook and Google do whatever they want. And, and, and it's, it's, it's almost that, that creeping through the back door subliminal type stuff, which is really, really worrying. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's for anybody who... Um, values there, and I've never really understood why people um, who value their data, who value their lives, who value their privacy, are even involved in Facebook. Like mm. you, you know, what, what am I really sharing on Facebook? Pictures of you know, pictures of me doing shit, which I'm happy to share anyway, because for better or worse, through my radio work, through this, I have a certain aspect of public figure. You know, like yeah. you know, I, I have a public. Um, but person, what about figure. location? about other things you're browsing while Facebook is open, all that kind of stuff you wouldn't necessarily share, that's being harvested as well. Uh, yeah, to a certain extent, but I don't, I, I don't care. If you, if you don't want to be involved, don't be on it. Don't be on it. If you don't that's want, your, if you don't want, if you don't want your emails, uh, if you don't want you to be marketed to, use a fake email address. Unsubscribe from mailing lists. It's, it's. What's the one you use on Train Wi-Fi? Uh, what sorry? What's the email address? The fake email address you use on Train oh, Wi-Fi? Farts at farts.com. There you go. A tip. So, so Pete, or I think it's usually Pete at farts.com or farts at farts.com. Whoever owns that particular. <laughs> Uh, URL and whoever owns getting that email bombarded. address, they're getting bombarded with my marketing. They know more about me than I know about me. <laughs> they know more about the East Coast mainline. Yeah, fartsatfarts.com. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, on fartsatfarts.com, uh, which isn't the email address to, to get in touch with us, uh, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is, shall we have some emails, but shall we have a jingle first? Jing jings! Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you 
about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in wizard duels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard duel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. OK, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. Yo, 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 we're back. Yo, can I, can I bagsy the, um, the vomit one? I think you should go first with an email, but bag, I really want the vomit one. Bag up that vo- vomit, mate. Yeah. Bag up that vomit. Um, yeah. All right, then I'll start. Um, uh, so not James Forward, that's your one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, I like that because he's not backwards and coming forwards. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, hello to Luke and Pete. Uh, this is from Dan. Uh, this story involves my brother's night terror over a PS3 game, a PlayStation 3 game, uh, and me never getting my turn to play. It was 2008, and for being, for being good at school, uh, my mum brought my brother and me uh, Gran Turismo 5. Good game, classic. I've never really played any racing games before. No, I, I don't. But Is that it, a better one a, of the genre? It's a good game, and it's classic. All sure. the Gran Turismo ones are. Sure. Uh, my brother played it for an hour after dinner until it was time for bed. It wasn't until the early hours of the morning my mum would realise what a mistake I purchased was. My brother woke up in the middle of the night crying in cold sweats, claiming that a car was chasing him down the road. <laughs> my mum calmed him down, let him sleep in her bed, and promptly returned to As the next day, demanding a refund. Her argument was that my brother was nine at the time, and because the game had such a psychological effect on it, even though it was a Peggy 3 game, that uh, he she had been missold. She got the refund, leaving me gameless, and to this day, I have never played Gran Turismo since. I love that, yeah. because it's such an inert kind of game about How embarrassed cars. would you be if your mum took you back in there and said, this is giving my son nightmares? What, Gran Turismo 5? A car. Have you tried a Resident car, Evil? A car driving around a track and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. That's amazing, isn't it? scared of a car. Wow. Uh, I'm a uni student and would love to know any uh, money-saving techniques uh, you or the audience acquired during your student days. That's not a bad little oh, That's also from Dan, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, genuinely trite, I know, but get a job. I had about six jobs when I was at uni, and it really helped me. Um, also, um, don't eat uh, baked beans with pasta, because it sounds like it's going to work, but it doesn't. Ha, okay. That stayed with me, I'm telling you. Need, you. you need cheese of that, don't you? I yeah. um, have recently started buying... Oh God, I am regressing it at my student days. I'm trying to lose a bit of weight, so I'm kind of like looking at the calories and stuff, because you know, it's just very easy to eat, like... A ridiculous I'm, I'm doing the same at the moment. Yeah. Um, you you, you and, are um, like a student. You are, If you don't mind me saying, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, you are like a student with money. Um, what do you mean? 
Well, you, you, you live well, a pretty my, easy I life. I get my lawn in. What do you mean I win a... I, I do a lot of work. No, but I'm saying you don't really have that many responsibilities about outside of work. You've got two cats. That, that, that's, <laughs> that is the difference. You've got a mortgage and two cats. i got rent and no cats. That's yeah. the only difference, all right? Yeah. Yeah, we, and, and, a, and a need for um, consumer electronica. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Are you still coming to terms with the, with the sad decline of Maplin? I did pop in to be honest. Did you? Uh, I popped in and uh, walked around, and it was like the last days of Rome. Nothing's really reduced that no. much. Like they've got little resale value, mate. Here. Well, that's what I mean. Like yeah, the two words: with, the resale thing, value. The thing with electronics, um, you can sell them to other organisations who can sell them on. It's only the like the Maplin branded HDMI cables that you're going to get a knockdown price for. But even then. Still a HMI cable, isn't it? They're, they're going to be yeah. around for a little while. Yeah. You aren't getting much off a drone. Maybe a shit-broken um, digital picture, picture frame. You might get 40 quid off that. But no one's... It's just, you walk around going, you're your own worst enemies, guys. Come on. Yeah. Grow up. Dan, you're not going to get any money-saving tips in Maplins, mate. No. Uh, chicken. Uh, <laughs> chicken noodles. Uh, chicken flavored noodles from Tesco. They are... I think they're like 20 pence. And I bought like loads of them, and they're only two hundred and twenty calories. I guess right. at your age, mate, you, you're a student, so you, you probably want, want to uh, you probably want to pile in the calories. But uh, yeah, that's a good tip. <clears throat> and I actually, when I did never do this, I've never done this in my life. I was like, I was like, is this? I could not believe how few calories are in these chicken noodles. I was like, that's weird. have you been reading it wrong? It's like two hundred per hundred <laughs> grams or something. <laughs> well, no, I was like going, is this two hundred thirty? This seems like a very, very few amount because those noodles usually hit around about the four hundred mark, and I'm not a calorie counter usually, but my fighting weight's around about ten and a half stone, and yeah. I'm and I have been in the last few months eleven and a half. So oh. I could do with losing a bit. And uh, and the and these noodles are like two hundred thirty. So I was like, but on the website, I was like, I'd sort of double check. I thought maybe it's a misprint. The website said it's double that. I was like, oh, I bloody knew this. What? How do they get away with marking stuff up like that? Then? Well, I I DM'd the Tesco people. On, you have a breakdown. <laughs> you are not over the Maplin's shutting you're having a breakdown i never do this you're dming do... tesco but about I the said, calorie cat of their fucking said, noodles i just said look which one's right because they seem like a nice cheap good product um full of chemicals but they're you know the calories are the calories <laughs> full are quite of delicious low. chemicals and, and they were quite um pleasant to eat um and so i dm'd tesco the picture of the packet packet and they got back to me um you know within a day basically saying oh the website's wrong Right, well, they so, would say that, wouldn't they? Public, they would say that. Public service. Yeah, what, what's the easiest thing to change? A run of plastic uh, wrap? Yeah, or, or the website. The website. Uh, yeah, the website's wrong. I think this is a conspiracy that goes to the very top, Pete. And I'd like, I'd, be, I'd welcome <laughs> updates on it. Um, I was just going to say, I, I don't. We haven't really talked about our uni days much, have we? Because it's a bit sort of basic, I suppose, for us. Well, it's kind but, of like um, it's like hearing about someone else's dream. You know, you own Dazzle or like um, corn. But, like, uh, but I should. I'm not going to tell a story like that. But I should really introduce you if, I, if you if you haven't met him before and the listeners to my legendary, uh, legendarily uh, funny mate Richie at uni. Do you remember him? No, Marcus. I, Marcus knows. Him. I only know Richie the Fruitarian. No, uh, that's Jimmy. Jimmy the Fruitarian. Yeah. Richie. Richie is funny, right? He's, he he used to be a middleweight boxer, so he's a bit right. older. So when when we went to uni, I think he was about 23. Well, that's so, that, so with um with mature students. I remember there was a mature student in my halls. And he was 22. And I remember thinking at the time, going, oh, oh you're old. so old. Yeah, yeah. You're so old with yeah. your leather jacket. And, <laughs> yeah. and he had the shakes for some reason. But that's, but that's why you don't go out doing what you do in indie clubs at 36. Yeah, well, I'm with my friends. I'm not, I don't go by myself. Oh, yeah. And what all the young people thinking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Richie is an absolutely chaotic man, especially when drunk. And just a very, very quick tale about him, which is funny. Um, I came downstairs uh, in, in our shared uni house once. And there was a lot in the kitchen. It was very late at night and I hadn't been out. And Richie was in the kitchen and there's a little dining table in there. And Richie. 
yeah, he was he was Richard in the kitchen, mm. and I walked in there and he's eating. Mm. He's obviously got home pissed and made himself a meal, and I looked at it and I was like, what What is he eating? Right, <laughs> and uh, it was like crunching through something white, and I was look, I was obviously I was about half asleep. I, I I got a bit closer. Richard, what are you doing? He said, oh, I was done some food. I've been out. All right. Uh, anyway, cut a long story short. What what transpires is that he had taken some frozen fish out of the freezer, <laughs> put it in the oven, right. but not turned the oven on. <clears throat> Half hour later, he's come back when his alarm's gone off, for it, and he's put it on the plate and just started eating it, and he's so drunk, he's crunching through frozen fish, and I promise you, he ate the whole thing. That's fair, dudes. I mean, that's doable, isn't it? Sushi. The whole thing. Yeah, not... Bird's eye. No. Captain Bird's eye for sushi. He doesn't do sushi, mate. He does breaded fish. Frozen. Horrendous. I'm he surprised he's still right. around. Well, I used to, I told you I used to, when I was a baby, I used to eat, I used to go out the um, uh, freezer and eat um, sausages, frozen sausages. Now that's going to kill you. You have not that told me is that, gonna and kill I you. demand that you tell me now. I was about five or six. And, Where are um, your parents? And, uh, not near the fridge, clearly. Um, and I liked, uh, I, th- I think I'd been given a couple of sausages, and um, I just found where the sausages were kept, and I just did eat them. I used to do it a lot, actually. How many frozen sausages do you estimate you've eaten? Uh, enough to give me brain damage that I'm that I'm <laughs> currently displaying. The more I learn about you, the more everything started to slot into place. Yeah, you don't blame my diet now for why my stomach no, is it's, funny. It's because I used to eat frozen sausages. Frozen sausages. Text me favour. I remember sort of like it being quite hard to because it's a frozen sausage. Yeah. Like really using the um, incisors. To, ang, 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 ang. Oh, that's crunch horrendous! It, crunch away a, a greasy, um, a greasy sausage. Text Stuart and uh, find out what, for next week, and we can find out what he says. Um, right, it's my turn to do an email, isn't it? Uh, yes. We have got one here from James Forward, as previously uh, promoted. JF, this is good because about four or five episodes ago, maybe longer, there was talk of a man who um, secretly vomited on a carpet. But I'll let James pick up the story. <laughs> this is good. This one. He says, Dear Luke and Pete, following on from the anonymous emailer last week uh, who vomited on the carpet and left it for four days, who was so keen to be kept anonymous that Luke really wanted to out him, there was no need. Hearing that he worked for a church, had just got engaged and was capable of such disgusting disgusting disregard for a carpet, I know exactly who it was straight away. (laughs) Naturally, I fired off a WhatsApp to our group chat, including both the carpet criminal and his best man, and needless to say, his anonymity will not be protected on his wedding day. (laughs) (laughs) The moral of the story is, if you want to remain anonymous, don't email a podcast about it. Also, don't leave sick on the carpet. All the best, James Ford. Now, we're still not going to name him, but I quite like the idea of him listening to this and realising, and I think he might be squirming a bit, thinking about his, his upcoming nuptials. Yeah, I mean... What is the pH level of sick? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. That was his initials. That's his initials. That's what we're doing, though, Pete, because that's, that's out of order. Doing. Yeah. That is out, out of order, order to, to Pete. To you, I mean, Pete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got one, Nim. Yeah. Good. Uh, would you like to hear a story about Central America? I would. And I think this is the email that I'm going to st- say now. If you're eating or of a squeamish disposition. Ah, fuck it. You may Hello, want champs. To... <laughs> there we go. I thought you may be interested to hear about an unusual experience I had when I was 17. It's not technically a school trip gone wrong, but it was with a school group, so maybe it counts. Uh, this is the sort of story that uh, I do um, presenting uh, every now and again on a uh, digital channel called DMAX. So I'm familiar with this particular situation. It doesn't make it any easier to read, though. No, it's disgusting. But the way this email is written is also very funny. It's nice. And I think also the, the real thing that hit home for me about what you're about to hear 
is that I sort of half thought this was a sort of thing they told people to keep them in line. <laughs> I didn't know it actually happened. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty prolific, these little animals. I'm never uh, going there. I spent a month in Central America at the end of my final school year in 2006, but it was upon my return that this story unfolded. Prior to leaving, we'd been told about bot flies that were native to this part of the world, and being dismissive and invincible teenagers largely brushed them off as it wouldn't happen to us. Uh, so you probably guess where this is going. For information, the bot fly is a large fly that captures mosquitoes and harnesses its eggs onto uh, said mosquitoes. These mosquitoes then unwittingly carry the eggs until they land on a warm-blooded mammal whose body heat causes the larva to drop from the mosquito and burrow into its new home. Secure with this knowledge, we made sure to deet every inch of ourselves to avoid becoming bot fly houses. Deet being a very popular brand of mosquito I used repellent. deet in uh, Fiji when I was it's there. Nice smell. Like it's nice. Smell. It's very acrid. It's oily and... However, I came back to Scotland with three painful insect bites on the top of my head, uh, which lingered longer than they should have done. I hadn't thought to put insect repellent on my scalp, and the mosquitoes were blatantly mocking and punishing me for this. These bites also withstood the course of antibiotics I'd been prescribed for my infected bites. It was after this that the most innocuous bedtime became horrifyingly etched in my memory forever. Having gone to bed one night, I could hear an odd, simultaneously distant but eerily close scratching sound that I could not place. It only took a few moments to realise that the scratching was in fact coming from inside my own head. Uh, and that these infected bites were not, in fact, infected bites, but were botfly larva pupating and squirming in my noggin. I'll never sleep again. Three of the little bastards, in fact. Upon this realisation, I quickly asked my dear old mum to look at these bites with a torch, and she confirmed, yep, there's something moving in there. What a chilling sentence for your mother to say. You, his mum sounds like she's absolutely ideal in the crisis. I know, right? Yeah. I'd be like... I'm going to leave the house now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, there's something moving there. Okay, carry on. <laughs> carry I'm, on. I'm just going to grab some petrol <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. burn you in the house There's down. something moving in there. Turn the torch off, walked out. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know how to react to this news, but apparently my stomach did by promptly expelling its contents. Following some frantic Googling... Which Never is, Google. Uh, Never Google. <laughs> and the general amazement horror of my local GP and nurse the following day... Who were, pro- who were probably uh, Googling as well. How much sleep did you get? Yeah. We realised that these bot flies had to be suffocated out of their cosy scalp births as trying to dig them out wouldn't work. I, I, that's the first thing I want to do. Vaseline. Just smash a lot of Vaseline on it. Uh, they've got hooks that dig into human skin to prevent this and pulling them could rip them and leave half of a now dead bot fly larva in my head. This resulted in the ridiculous image of me with three bald spots on my head packed high with mounds of Vaseline to encourage these bot flies to die a lubricated death rather than live on my dorm piece. One for the drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> these Vaseline mounds got higher and higher when we realised the bot flies could snake their breathing tubes out a good inch without leaving my head. Yeah. So then I spent the night with at least uh, two inches of Vaseline on my head covered in a swimming cap. Safe to say I didn't sleep very well, but it worked. The sub- subcutaneous uh, shit bags were gone. <laughs> Each one lying docile in Vaseline the next morning. Further investigation. Yeah, thanks for that, Mark. Uh, Mark, thank you for that. Uh, I just, oh. ah. <laughs> you had a, man, you had a breakdown. Show, Luke just showed me a disgusting picture of it, uh, of a more intense bot fly infestation, let's I'll say. I'll tell you what. It's a man's if, back. If, if Dave Clements, um Not enough Vaseline in the world for that one. Yeah, he'd be dead. Wow. Uh, further investigation made me realise that the stinging sensation I'd felt for the past few weeks wasn't just an infection, but the bot flies keeping their respective areas clean by releasing their own bacteria periodically. On the plus side, the plus side uh, this bacteria prevented any infection of what were eventually, or essentially rather, open wounds. Despite living under my skin, each one of those larva were uh, about double the size of a baked bean, and I have attached a picture for your viewing pleasure. Uh, this was not one of mine, but looked exactly like all three. 
Horrific. Looking back now, I'm glad I have an unusual story to tell, but I wouldn't opt for a repeat experience. I'm not sure how this fits into your show, if at all, but I thought you may be interested. Nonetheless, keep up the good work. <laughs> Dave Clements, butterfly free since 2006. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he would have gone for a decent amount of trauma even writing that email to us. Pretty random. Reliving it. I mean, you know, you've gone through a lot there, haven't you? But yeah, I always go for the um, uh, Vaseline first. What you reckon? Yeah. So you do, so you do with every infestation, skin infestation. You probably they need to breathe. They need to breathe, mate. Yeah, it's a fair point. They I need mean, to it's, it's horrendous, that, isn't it? That is really, really bad. And, and, and that is the sort of stuff we want to hear about on here because we, we love hearing about that sort of off the beaten track type stuff. Off the beaten track. But I feel like we might have sailed a bit too close to the wind with that one. Yeah. It's made me feel a bit upset. Pretty, pretty random, um, isn't it? I've got one here from Winfield Klein. Um, no, Winfield, which heard... sounds like the Winfield. Has he emailed before? Yeah, he has, yeah. 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 Nice to hear from Winfield again, even if it appears that it's in straightened circumstances. He says, uh, hi guys, I agree with Pete. I'm sick of listening to beardy men cream their pants about how hoppy their drink is. Every two weeks is bi-weekly. Twice a week is semi-weekly. I hate the name Paul. Two different girlfriends have cheated on me with guys named Paul, and my batteries are Kirkland Signature. Uh, all the best, Winfield Klein. Now, I like those um, emails because they're very kind of like, right, let's deal you? with five different subjects at the same time. Yeah, not, oh, I've got a bot fly in my head. Man, <laughs> love me, love me. <laughs> no, we had three bot flies. Three, sorry, yeah. It's yeah. three times as bad as that. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I used to go down to the uh, freezer and uh, pick up a bot fly, just chew it. <laughs> Chew a frozen bot fly. And, and now you're immune. So there's a I'm lesson immune. there, yes, people. Exactly. That's what they do to, um, you know, when they um, use inoculations, they oh. give you a little bit of the... Um, I'm familiar with the idea yeah. of inoculation. Yeah, but that's what they do is actually give you a tiny amount of it, don't they? So, so, so uh, we've talked about this on the podcast, the uh, the, the, the cowpox, cowpox to um, smallpox uh, leap. There we go. They, uh, he managed to... It wasn't Joseph Lister. Why can I never remember the man's name? Oh, he's cured smallpox. Mm. Sarah Nelms was the milkmaid uh, he took the pus from uh, and uh, and injected it into someone with smallpox. And I think that inoculated. Oh, you know, sorry. Edward you... Jenner. Apparently. Edward Jenner. Yeah. There we go. Um, not to be confused by uh, with. Oh, no, I won't say that. Um, so yeah, the, the moral <laughs> of the story is every child should be injected with a bot fly. Yes. No child left behind. <laughs> no child unbotflied in the bot yeah, bot. Yeah. in the bot bot. Yeah. That's what sh- the uh, government campaign should be. That's why they're called uh, bot fly because they've got big bots. <laughs> they cannot. Like and they're that. half robot. Um, <laughs> is that it? Is that I, all we I, got? I think we should get out of here, to be honest. We'll, uh, we've got a couple of men carters for next week, so we'll, we'll maybe do a double men carter. I think that's fair enough. You always prompt this stuff and you never deliver, so I'm going to make sure you deliver this time. I think so. Well, we record, uh, you know, we can do it. We can do it. Uh, so let's get out of here. Uh, Luke, how can people get involved? Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. We hope you've enjoyed the uh, the last half an hour or so. Sorry about the bot fly business, but you do, I mean, what that will serve as, Dave Clements aside, um, it will just serve to show you that there are people out there who are less fortunate than you. Mm. So go away from this episode with a spring in your step. You're very lucky you don't have any sort of insect larvae burrowing into your body, and we'll look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Yeah, crabs don't burrow. Bye. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you 
about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to Battle Druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>